Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. I have Elliot Roth as my guest, uh, the founder of Spira, and the website is livespira.com, live, L-I-V-E, S-P-I-R-A.com. Elliot, how are you doing? I'm great. It's been a good day. Excellent. Yeah, so uh, let's jump right in. What is uh, Spira about? What do you do? So Spira creates these uh, simple food production systems uh, to enable access to nutrition anywhere effortlessly. And we do that through algae. Well, yeah, when you say access to nutrition everywhere, sadly, uh, probably McDonald's is, is fulfilling that role for most people. So, uh, you know, it sounds like your alternative is a lot more healthy. But you said algae. Um, what kind of algae <laughs> and, uh, you know, how does it help people nutritionally? Yeah, so um, what we do is we create these, um, you know, kind of custom units uh, that are, pretty much think of it like a Keurig for nutrition, right? And what we end up using is algae, uh, particularly spirulina, which is one of the most efficient organisms at producing protein and micronutrients. It's really amazing. Uh, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, it, it uh, produces about 60% protein by weight and 13 vitamins and eight minerals. And it really doesn't require all that much to grow. Oh, wow. Well, how did you get into this? How did this uh, concept come to you? So I actually uh, got into it out of necessity. In 2015, I was I was living in uh, Richmond, and er, Richmond is uh, Richmond, Virginia is a food desert. Um, and I was kind of like a underemployed scientist looking for work. I didn't know it, but with all my kind of crazy experiments in the lab, I was steadily running out of money. And so my focus was elsewhere, and I didn't really realize that being poor is very expensive. And it was hard for me to get access to the grocery store, get around. Um, so for the period of a couple of months, I was surviving on almost no money at all and uh, dumpster diving for food, trying to look for different ways to provide for myself. Uh, oh, I ended yeah. up with the, the support of family and friends. I, with, without the support of family and friends, I would have uh, really starved. Um, and I think that a lot of people are in a very similar situation across the United States, and I'm just very lucky to have uh, the support of people around me. And so I kind of sure. took that problem and then wanted to figure out how to turn it into an opportunity to solve that for everyone. Um, 
if if I could. And I um, realized that part of the difficulty of getting access to nutrition wasn't wasn't that we don't have enough, it's that we can't get it to where it's needed the most. And that um, what I wanted to do was figure out a way that I never had to worry about having a supply of just basic nutrients around me. So I figured NASA had been doing a lot of research into uh, growing food for astronauts in space and in a tiny amount of space producing um, all sorts of like valuable nutrients for astronauts. And so I looked into what they were doing as a, as a kind of space geek and realized that they were growing algae as a means of supplying all the nutrition the astronauts needed. And so I figured if it was good enough for astronauts, it was probably good for me. And I started growing it and eating it uh, in my in my little lab. Yeah, I mean, on, you know, on a space station, space and resources are extremely limited. So they'd want to create stuff that I guess has the most uh, bang for the buck, you know, pound for pound. So it sounds yeah. like spirulina, is it? Yeah, actually, uh, spirulina is the most, to, to put it in a sciencey way, uh, thermodynamically efficient organism at producing nutrition. Um, this oh. basically means in a tiny amount of space, uh, you can produce pretty much most of the protein you need and most of the micronutrients you need. Um, so for me, it was really important that at a very low cost, I was able to supply myself with, you know, just basic nutrition. Uh, as you know, uh, you know, the vast majority of our income goes to either housing, which is about like 50% of our income. So right. I moved in with friends and was couch surfing and trying to trying to figure it out that way. And then the rest of it goes to food and transport. And virtually like very little is spent on, on other miscellaneous kind of expenses. Um, right. And so I wanted to figure out ways to reduce my food expenditures at that point. And, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing how little inputs it really needs. All you need is air, water, light, and and a couple salts for it to grow, and it doubles every single day. So to put that in perspective, if I had you know about a four four foot by four foot space, four foot by four foot by four foot, um, and I started growing spirulina, it's about a thousand liters or so, and over the course okay. of three months, I would have the total mass of the world's oceans. But that's that's at like the ideal environment. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I would mm-hmm. think though. I mean, you probably just can't drink the stuff. It's probably gross on its own. I mean, so let's say you you know you made some, but what did you do? You put it on other food, or you drank it, or how did you ingest the, the spirulina mixture? Well, really, really, the aha moment that we had was that um, I come came to realize that the stuff that's sold in stores uh, is processed in such a way that it just tastes really bad it's actually like superheated and shot out of the cannon and it breaks all of the actual nutrients apart and so it starts smelling bad and tasting bad and it gives algae a really bad rap because when you eat it fresh it actually has almost no taste except for this like nutty and kind of buttery like aftertaste it's really really kind of nice um yeah and so I, I started growing it, and whenever I harvested it, I always, I always eat it fresh. Um, also, it's more nutritious that way. Like, the closer that you get to your food supply, uh, the more nu- nutrient-dense it gets. So, I mean, how, what does it look like? Do you see you grow it? Is it like a slime? Is it just a plant? I mean, what, <laughs> and how do you ingest it? What do you recommend? Yeah, so um, what we end up selling online at our website is a little kit so that you can grow it yourself. And it's really just a, a tank of green bubbling water. So think of it 
kind of like a mad scientist kit, right? Um, however, this kind of stuff that you're growing is way more nutritious than any of the fruits and vegetables that you could grow in your garden and takes a lot less space. Uh, when it comes out, you end up harvesting it and filtering it out, um, kind of like panning for gold, right? And what okay. comes out on the filter looks like blended avocado. It's, it's uh, mm. a little, um, you know, kind of a paste-like thing that you can combine in your foods in a, in a variety of different ways. We've seen people add it to guacamole, eat it plain, put it on bread, uh, mix it in with pancakes, have literal green eggs and ham. It's really the sky's yeah. the limit. Well, what do you recommend, uh, you know, from feedback, what seems to be the tastiest way to do it or the least invasive for people where they can still eat what they want to eat but get extra, extra nutrients? Yeah, yeah. So what I would really recommend doing is you add it to something with a lot of carbs because it balances out the nutrition in that way. Uh, spirulina is really low in carbs and calories, but very high in protein and micronutrients. So if you add it to pasta, it gives it this really vibrant green color and gives it a nutrient boost. Oh, okay. So pesto pasta, but in a different, much healthier way. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be, um, we did it a couple of different times and got really good results. What about, um, what would be the most convenient way for people to have this? Like, did, are you just, are you selling the kit so they can grow it themselves or are you eventually going to become a provider of it and sell it to people in like a eyedropper bottle or something <laughs> where they can, you know, they don't have to do anything, but just consume it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, right now we're selling the kits as a means of like really understanding, um, a couple of different things. Like who are the kinds of people that are very interested in growing their own nutrition? Um, how do we make it absolutely effortless so that, that at the press of a button, you can get just like basic nutrients every single day. And then the eventual goal is to actually, uh, we, we have a lot of technology that we're working on uh, to grow algae and work with algae uh, that we're working with a number of partners in uh, both the developed and developing worlds to spread access to nutrition through uh, different kinds of algae products. So we have partners that are working on like algae protein bars or algae bread, uh, a variety of different kind of things. Okay, gotcha. Um, so what's involved in the kit right now? What does it come with and what do you have to do to grow the uh, spirulina? Yeah, yeah. So currently um, the kit comes with a filter. It comes with um, some tubing, a pump, you know, everything required to actually mix the algae around so that it doesn't settle to the bottom or like, settle on the sides and it always gets light. Um, it also comes with uh, a couple of pH strips so that you can test to make sure that you're getting, um, you know, the most clean algae you possibly can. Uh, and then it uh, has a little instruction booklet so that it'll teach you how to set up the tank as well as harvest it. Um, but really, like, one of the greatest things about this is that it, it has um, kind of like an initial starter amount. And then as long as you keep on putting in the salts that we send you, uh, you can harvest it indefinitely. So it just keeps on running and running and running. Um, that's what's amazing about like organisms in general. Uh, just like planting seeds in your garden, you can come back every single year and see them. Well, this is something that you can come back and harvest every single day if you wanted to. Hmm. So what did it do for you? What happened when you, uh, you, know, you were literally not able to eat and uh, you were having a problem? What happened when you, uh, you know, tell me about your journey. You discovered this stuff. You started growing it for yourself. And what happened? Yeah, yeah. So some of the, the like, 
benefits that I've had is um, I've I've been way more energetic uh, and alert. It tends to satiate my hunger, especially if I have it in the morning. And um, I noticed that I I don't overeat like I used to, uh, if that kind of makes sense. Um, I'm much more regular right. in other ways, and I, uh, <laughs> I I no longer have to worry about you know getting a balanced meal because I know at least my baseline is covered. You know, um, so yeah. the the vast majority of people I, I see using it are either twofold. So it's uh, people who are concerned about getting the proper amount of protein, or um, Oftentimes we, we get a lot of uh, women who are interested in getting a bioavailable form of iron because a lot of them suffer from anemia. It's actually one of the most prevalent health conditions, both in the developed world and the developing world. Hmm. So how much do you need to have? I mean, does it go by body weight, you know, and, and what's like a ballpark for how much you need to have a day to uh, feel good? Yeah. Yeah. So um, the vast, the the like maximum amount that you could probably harvest out of your kit right now uh based on our like technology development level is about 10 grams or so um but your total protein amount that you need per day is around 60 so we're looking at increasing that amount so that it can provide for all of your protein needs if you really want it to uh but really all it is is like a spoonful or so of the stuff a day keeps the doctor away oh a spoonful okay like a tablespoon or a teaspoon yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and it's it's uh, mixed into whatever you really want, or you can just eat it plain. So if you just have yeah. it on its own, though, and you just gulp it, is it, you said it tastes okay, or is it like, ugh, Yeah, yeah, it has, it has kind of no taste, um, except for, you know, a little, like, I describe it as, like, buttery, but that's that's more the texture of it. Um, yeah. And... It, it kind of tastes nutty, but maybe that's just me in terms of like high protein amounts. Uh, right. But yeah, it, it has uh, almost no taste. So like when you combine it with stuff, uh, it really just gives it this vibrant green color and just a nutrient boost. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So how much is the uh, the kit? So the kits sell right now for $95 online and we'll ship you a little packet with, um, you know, a little box with everything you could need to start growing. Um, and we'll ship, we ship in the United States mostly in Canada. Uh, but we've had customers all over the world from Ireland to Australia to Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, and we're working on getting kits out there, um, to, you know, really help people own their nutrition. Okay. And a kit, you said you have to uh, pay for it monthly or how long does it last you to kit in the spirulina? Yeah. So the initial salts that we send with the kit should be good for a month or, you know, around 12 or so, maybe a little more harvest after it initially starts growing. And then after that, we'll send you additional salts. Um, We actually have people get subscriptions to salts. And the aim is to kind of cater those salts to what your nutritional requirements are. So if somebody wants to have a ketogenic diet, versus a diet that emphasizes other kind of nutrients, um, we can provide salts that account for that. And those kind oh, of really? inputs That's change. Cool. Yeah, those kind of inputs change what you end up getting out of the kit itself. How does it change? I, I mean, I thought it all grows spirulinas. Like, let's say I want to do a ketogenic diet or, you know, uh, I don't know, paleo diet or something like that. Yeah. How, how is it different from just a regular person that says, hey, I just want to supplement what I'm doing? Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
it, it really differs for everybody's body is different. And the way that we are going about nutrition right now is kind of um, counterintuitive. Uh, you basically eat whatever you want and try to figure out, you know, how that affects your body and stuff like that. Um, with our, with our kits um, and then eventual uh, devices, like fully formatted devices, the idea is that you can get customized nutrition, personalized nutrition and customized taste for your, your like body goals or your, um, your kind of what, what you're interested in. And so uh, part of it is just understanding the organism itself and how it works and interacts with the kind of inputs we put in. Oh, how, how big is the kit? What's the footprint of it? Where do people put it in their house? Yeah. So one of the things that we don't actually provide right now to ship, just because it's very heavy and it's made of glass, is the aquarium tank. So we, we actually ask people to get their own kind of like 12-inch by 20-inch aquarium tank or so uh, to put on a countertop somewhere in the sun. And then the other thing that we don't provide is like a little five-gallon bucket to, to filter through. Um, so those two things, the 10 gallon aquarium tank and the five gallon bucket, um, really the, the footprint of that is probably about a square foot or so of countertop space, maybe a little more. Okay. So you, uh, so I get my, my kit, I get my aquarium, all that. I put this stuff in there. It starts growing. How long does it take till I can make my first harvest? And literally like, what do I do to harvest the first time? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it normally takes about two weeks or a little bit more to get the proper density going so that you can make your first harvest. And then after that, it's every, you know, three days or so we recommend so that your, your culture bounces back and the, the algae that you're growing ends up um, filling out more. And then uh, after that, the way that you actually harvest is we send a little siphon with the kit and you end up pumping a little bit of algae out of the tank and then using the wonderful force of gravity, you end up filtering it through uh, your filter into the bucket gathers on top of the filter. You end up seeing this, this uh, green paste kind of thing. Um, Wash it a little bit with water just to remove any of the residual salt that it's been growing in and you can scoop it out and eat it just there or mix it into something. Okay. And again, how long does it take till you can harvest the first time? A little over two weeks. Okay. And then it, well, after that one, so do you need to harvest the whole thing? Can you store it? You know, do you just harvest a little bit and let the rest of it sit? Will it go bad? You know, what, what do you do from there to keep harvesting? Yeah, yeah. So um, there's two different aspects. So one is uh, if you don't want to eat it right then, you can kind of mix it into something and store whatever you mixed it into or uh, it lasts in the refrigerator, so it lasts in the open for a couple of hours, lasts in the refrigerator for um, – you know, a little over a week or two, and it'll last in the freezer indefinitely. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Then, then the, the other part of your question was, um, so besides that, what do, you, what do you end up doing to the kit to, to keep it going, right? So uh, after you harvest, you take your, um, the water that's been filtered out, and you just pour it right back into, the, into your aquarium tank. And then add in a little more salt just to replace whatever you ended up taking out. Because as you're like consuming all the, these nutrients, you need to put nutrients back into the tank. And then it just keeps on growing. Um, and so in the next, uh, in the next couple of days, you're, you're actually good to harvest again and add it to your um, whatever you want or eat a plan. Um, so 
The ideal is, though, for our like continued development. Over the next couple of months, we'll be releasing a number of iterations on the kit uh, to get it so that you can get um, you know additional harvest out of it, and it grows in a more dense fashion. Uh, lighting, additional lighting on top of it, because we know some of our customers are growing in basements or areas where there isn't much lighting. Um, and then some other methods of harvesting, so you don't have to worry about getting uh, getting the, the siphon right and things like that. So, okay. Um, any problems that can happen if you grow it wrong? Like uh, I don't know, is there mold or other organisms that can grow? Like how do you know when you're doing mm-hmm. when you're growing this stuff, it looks right, and you haven't done something yeah. wrong, and you drink this stuff and go, I get sick or something. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're still um, figuring out a lot of things, but one of the common problems is if the, the pH of the tank drops below a certain amount. And so one of the things we recommend our, our customers end up doing is we include these little pH strips, uh, which turn a dark green if the pH is over nine or 10, right? So as long as it's within that range, you should be safe against any and all contamination. Um, spirulina is really great because it resists all sorts of different contamination. It's an extremophile, meaning it grows in these really, really extreme environments that it's very hard for anything else to grow in. Uh, the second aspect of that is that uh, we recommend customers clean their tank uh, maybe every month to two months. Uh, so what you do there is you just kind of uh, do your normal harvest. And then during that, you can clean around the edges and everything like that just to make sure um, it doesn't kind of clump up or, you know, start looking dirty or anything. Um, And the third thing that we really recommend is um, just just make sure that um, you're adding. Well, okay, so if the the color changes on the tank or it's not uh, a nice, beautiful, dark green, then be sure to contact us and we can we can help you figure it out. Uh, We provide insurance on all of our, our tanks and cultures that we send to people. So if anything goes wrong, we'll just send you a new batch of spirulina and you can start growing again. Okay, well, very good. So what's the best way for people to uh, find out more and you know to order a kit and see how everything works? Yeah, yeah, so go, go to our website. Um, we have a pretty active blog where we talk about different recipes and different ways to actually use your kit. Um, be sure to reach out to us. Uh, you can reach me personally at Elliot at Live com or any of our team on our website. Uh, and we also have a lot more information there too. So videos as well as, um, you know, articles and uh, an entire page devoted to how wonderful algae really is. Um, it's our motivation to get more people interested in growing it and eating it uh, in order to really enable a healthier and, um, you know, more environmentally friendly world. Okay. Well, very good. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That's a really cool, innovative idea. Thanks so much. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. Um, Algae in general is just an amazing kind of thing. So if anybody has any ideas about different applications or varieties of uh, algae technology that they're interested in, we're investigating a lot of that behind the scenes. So have feel free to reach out to me, um, anybody listening to this podcast. All right. Very good. Elliot, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, It's great being on here. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, 
to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.